Welcome to Dogs on Demand, where we talk about Mississippi State sports, the outdoors, and college life in Starkville. My name is Wilson Benton. Alongside, guys, don't freak out, but we do have Mr. Caleb Ward in the house today. Caleb, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, it feels bad to be back on the podcast. You know, just had some uh, family stuff come up this last month. Just been a rough stretch in life. But, you know, it feels good to be back in Start Vegas with uh, all my friends up here and uh, be back on the podcast and get it rolling. I let me tell you, I have been doing the Lord's work keeping people at bay because people have been asking me where in the world you've been. But we are glad to have you back. It's good to be back, uh, and later on we'll kind of like go into detail with all going on. Uh, but yeah, it feels good to be back with the dogs. Yeah. We also have alongside us my roommate and the Mister Consistent Mason Cox. Mason, how are you doing? Doing good. Great to be back on. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that I want to touch on this week, and one of those things is school starting back in a couple weeks um and i don't know about y'all but over the summer it's been super nice driving down 12 and that's all's about to go away yeah no they're gonna they're gonna kill us when all these new freshmen come in and i've already seen some um you just see people drive or not know where they're going and you're like there's two big streets and that's it like how are you getting lost how are you getting turned around in starville but you know, with the new year comes a lot of wide eyes. Oh, no doubt. And, like, you know, it was kind of nice, you know, when we all went to cookout. You know, it's like we didn't have to wait in a super We long didn't have time. to wrap around twice around cookout to get our meal. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, that'd be – that's the only down part whenever school starts back is all the traffic that's going to occur and all the yeah. misery. Oh, also, PSA announcement – you can't drive on the south side of campus anymore. I don't know if yes, if anybody so. knows that, but they have completely, essentially completely blocked off the south side of campus where you can't really drive at all. Yeah, it's gone. So I was up there a lot this summer, and they've blocked off basically the whole south side with gates. And um, so now unless you're like student faculty or like you have a key card to get through like a administration yeah you can't access the south side yeah i know so like i know a lot of us were considering parking in that east that commuter east parking lot but it is going to be it's going to be all very now. difficult to get to so i'm interested to see that first week how that traffic is going to play out because i know it's going to be awful they're thank good thank goodness i have 8 a.m's yeah. and not like a 10 o'clock they're gonna have to um open those gates up because they're going to be blocked up with just like people who don't know where they're going just trying to get to campus <laughs> yeah we'll see that's like they're going to make the new entrance for campus now you have to go all the way down blackjack through social campus now right and so that's just going to be a disaster but you know like me i'm going to cheat the system i'm going to park behind the bully shop which is now moved upstairs because we now have to do the bulldog bundle for textbooks right which by the way, I'm not a huge fan of because regardless of how many books you get, I found this out today, regardless of how many books you get, they still charge you by the credit hour. Oh, yeah. It's $20 per credit hour. Regardless of how many books you actually need. Yeah. And it would have been like $300. You know, I'm like, I'm opting out of this because I only needed yeah. one class that needed a book. I'm not about to pay an extra $300 yeah. just to buy one book. So I get it if... You have all these prerequisite classes, you know, it's, and they're all going to require books. And I can see at that point when you're getting, you know, book and the like the online homework and stuff for every class, I can see where it's worth it then. But if you're not doing that, essentially what they've done is just put the small market bookstores that we love and startable out of business. But I will say having the bully shop upstairs, there's a lot more room. They have a yeah. lot more selection. So it's not going to be as crowded on game days like it's still going to be crowded just because it's the cheapest place to buy mississippi state uh merchandise yeah, yeah merchandise you know trying to be fancy with apparel uh but 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting, but I'm going to park behind there. Free parking, you know, hopefully. That's the plan for me, too. I didn't even buy a parking pass this year. Oh, there was no point just because there's going to be traffic. And, like, the only place I would consider buying one is the BSU just because yeah. you're always guaranteed a parking spot. But it's, right. it's per reserved. semester. I still love you, BSU, but. I can't I can't buckle down it's and too, do that. It, you're yeah. paying twice as much. for. You're paying that premium reserve spot, what you're doing. Anyway, so I want to jump into a little bit of sports and talk about some very good news for the Diamond Dogs. As we found out earlier this week that Casey Hunt is going to be coming back to Mississippi State for another year after he got drafted in the 12th round. So that is huge news, especially when you think of he was supposed to be our Friday night guy at the beginning of the season last year. Things just didn't work out for him. He got hurt in that first game, and it never really was the same, especially since, you know, we needed that extra bullpen depth back when he got eventually became healthy again. But I just think it's such a huge weapon to add. It's kind of like getting another transfer in because we weren't really sure if we were going to get him back or not. Oh, yeah, no doubt. We lost a lot of our pitching in the draft. We're very proud of those guys as they start their career and uh, also – the position players that got drafted. A uh, very strong freshman class that's coming in. Yeah. I'm really excited to see the ambidextrous guy. And yeah. Everything, so that would be cool. You know, a lot of outside noise from people that, you know, weren't necessarily Mississippi State fans were like, there's no way that that guy's going to come to State. Like, he's going pro, no doubt. But Lamonis got him on campus early in the summer, got him enrolled in summer school. He's been on campus with a lot of the other freshmen. And – he didn't get drafted, not because he wasn't good enough, because he said, no, I'm a dog. I'm That's right. I'm a dog. And, like, he got drafted in the 18th round, and I remember him saying, he's like, start Vegas. Yeah. You my home. I'm coming for right. you. Yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah. going to be good to see this season. Mm-hmm. Well, other than baseball, I kind of wanted to look forward to, to the football season this year and not necessarily a deep dive into Mississippi State because we'll have plenty of time for that but kind of just as a SEC as a whole you know we've had SEC media days recently things like that and I just kind of wanted to get y'all's thoughts on the SEC this coming up year and then we may dive into a little bit of how the order how it predict and how the SEC is going to play out this year. Yeah, so uh, I watched a little bit of the media day and, like, kept up with a lot of the coaches and um, some of their press conferences and stuff like that. And honestly, looking at it, there is a lot of – it's going to be a competitive year for the SEC. Um, There's a lot that's going to happen. There are a lot of teams that can, you know, beat – make some big upsets, and there are a lot of teams that we're expecting to, you know, just wipe the floor with everybody else. But – I think it's going to be an interesting year just to see how everything shapes out. Yeah, for sure. And I don't want to say that there are a lot of teams that are the same this year because there's a lot of different styles going into this year. I mean, when you're looking at Kentucky and Mississippi State, those are two very different styles of how your team is run and how you play. But there's a lot of... You've got where there's a lot of where you could see either team winning. It's not like oh yeah. these these five teams are head and shoulders above the rest. You know what I'm yeah. saying? There's a lot of of that competitive balance in the league this year, which I love to see from a game day standpoint because you really don't know how the results going to go because the league is so balanced this year. Other than you know your your top two teams and your bottom two teams, that would be Vandy. Yeah, Vandy and Missouri. You know. I was going to give y'all like a, I love y'all, but y'all aren't good, but I don't love you either. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be interesting because you've got, you've got the introductions of all these new coaches and their new play styles and um, some offensive schemes that the SEC isn't really used to seeing. Yeah. And so along with all these new play styles plus some old ones, it's going to be an interesting year just to see how uh, defenses are able to adjust to those and how just everything shapes up and how successful they are in the, in the SEC. Then, of course, Nick Saban announced yesterday it's a rebuilding year, you know, losing the national championships a rebuilding year to him. So, man, he had it really tough last year. I don't know. I just don't know how he made it. <laughs> oh, I know, right? You know, that rebuilding year and 
he's got a lot of people coming back. But, you know, going back to Mississippi State and uh, Kentucky, like that's two teams who have a lot of experience at quarterback, offensive and defensively, who's right. going to be very interesting uh, to watch. Uh, South Carolina is going to be interesting yeah. with Spencer Rattler mm-hmm. coming in. Right. Uh, then Tennessee, how they just got affected by the whenever – Jeremy Pruitt was there as the their sanctions coach. and yeah, all that that's coming in, and we don't really know how bad that that's going to hit them, but we know it's coming. Oh yeah, so it's. I don't remember. I think it had like, I'm not going to say had, number here, but there was a lot they had of eighteen allegations, eighteen like class A or like class one, class yeah. one type infractions, and so you know that there's going to be, I would think at least one year bowl ban, yeah. maybe two, and on top of that probably some scholarship limitations Mm -hmm. but i don't think that guy will ever coach in division one football again after all of that that came out about him yeah you know you you as a coach you can you can the way the landscapes change you know there's a lot of cutting corners that every team does Mm -hmm. and you know you can maybe get by on like one or two allegations, you know, even if they are class one, maybe you can wait a couple of years, come back, get a job somewhere and work your way back up. But right. 18 allegations for one for one season, it's like, what are you doing, man? Like, and Tennessee did the right thing. I mean, they definitely didn't try and cover it up. When they found out what was actually going on, they were pretty quick to step in and, you know, make things right. Yeah. So I, I think the NCAA is going to look at that with favor, and I don't think they're going to be as harsh on Tennessee as they are on the head coach. I'm just ready to see if there's going to be any allegations for baseball, for Tennessee baseball. There has to be. There's no – Tennessee is not a winning program in baseball. Oh, yeah. So there has to – I know I'm just speculating here, but there's no way that a team just comes out of blue like that and is that good – just out of no, out of nothing, and they also get caught with an illegal bat during one of the games. So it's like right. that right there kind of well, shows you something. So I'm kind of compare that to something. I'm going to compare that to Ole Miss back in the day with freeze and football, because Ole Miss is not a good football team. They never have been. They're a solid seven and five team, eight and four team when they're good. And I don't know if y'all remember, but they were pulling. Five-star recruit, five-star recruit, four-star yeah. recruit. And you're like, Ole Miss is not that appealing. So yeah. something's up. So so back when that was going on, they uh, I don't remember the exact players, but they stole like two Alabama commits. It was like yeah, it was it was a five-star and a like, four-star. What in the world is going on? And uh, once, once that happened, you know, old Coach Saban was like, what's going on over here? And then the NCAA starts looking in, and lo and behold – so you're saying Saban said, NCAA, you go investigate them because he runs college football. That might be speculation, but yes, that's what I'm alluding to, yeah. I mean, but let's be honest. Nick Saban does own, like, multiple car dealerships as well. So Oh, he's handing out cars for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no – well, now with NIL, I mean – You know, you just come smile for me and you get a car. Right. It It's essentially made college football a – the a, NFL. A pay-to-win league. Oh, yeah. Sport. So, I mean, the hands, the gloves are off at this point, and it's really going to hurt a lot of your middle-of-the-pack teams like your Kentuckys, your South Carolinas, your Ole Misses, and your Mississippi States, Arkansas. It's really going to hurt them, and it's just going to further separate. You know how we were talking about how the league's so competitive this year? That In a couple of years, you're going to have LSU, Bama, Georgia – and Tennessee and A&M head and shoulders above everybody else just because they're paying to win. And so, I mean, unless something's done about it, which I hope there is, but something has to be done about it, and I think it will eventually kind of settle it out because there's no way they can just continue to say, hey, you know what? You have some money. You have some money. You have a scholarship. You know, it's just not practical for a ethical game. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Then, uh, Speaking of Alabama, their rival Auburn, their quarterback, T.J. Finley, got arrested on an attempt to elude with the Auburn Police Department. So that's going to be interesting to see 
what happens from that, you know, and uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, to Marcus Long, who is sports addict on Snapchat. This man is really good at getting out the sports info and everything. Like half the time he gets the stuff out before like sports center and like ESPN. So um, definitely a reliable guy. Well, you know who their backup quarterback is. It's a transfer. Zach Calzada from A&M transferred into Auburn this year. I forgot about that, and he beat Alabama last year. He did, but he lost to Mississippi State. So, they're, I mean, they're giving takes. So, I mean, you know, I'm not scared of Auburn, especially not this next year after we went in there and we really just embarrassed them in their own house. Oh, yeah, we like doing that to people. Kind of like so, Texas saying him. So, I feel like Calzada's, you know – I'm not worried about him stepping in the starting role at Auburn. Let's just say that. Well, see, then also Auburn's coach had the allegations. He was, like, sleeping around with, like, one of his assistants or whatever. It's like all these coaches are, like, having all kinds of allegation comes out whenever they're starting to, like, work their way up to the top. Like, Texas A&M, there's probably going to be something coming out. Nick Saban's got tons of money to pay off. Like, Mason's words, he basically runs the NCAA. Yeah, for sure. So, I kind of want to break down the East and the West and kind of what what each of y'all think is going to happen this year as far as who's going to finish seventh and all the way going up to first. So, who do y'all have? I don't know. This is going to be a really confrontational pick here. But who do y'all have in seventh place in the East? In the East? Oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Our lovely Vandy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's really much debate when it comes to Vanderbilt in seventh. No, Missouri's Missouri's a close second. It's not close. It's but, not close. Vanderbilt won't even win their all four non-conference games. And they will not win a conference game, like, at all. So... I just think that Vanderbilt, I don't know what needs to be done. I don't know if y'all saw on SEC Media Days where their coach said that Vanderbilt will be one of the top teams in the country in a couple years. I don't know if y'all saw that, but he said, yeah, watch out for Vandy football. We're going to be one of the top teams in the country. the coach, yes. Okay, yeah. No, so I saw that, and that was a bold bold claim. Also, Vanderbilt got a vote. And SEC Media Days to come first place and win the SEC. So, by who? <laughs> well, one of the journal, you know, the journalists okay. vote for stuff, and so that just goes to show me, you know, how little the SEC Media Day votes and stuff actually is taken seriously because it's not, and it's honestly kind of ruins the integrity of it. The more of that stuff that goes on, the more of it's just like it's a joke. Oh yeah, but I will give Vandy's coach like a round of applause seeing him wanting to strive Vandy football to a next level. Because, you know, I mean, me, that would kind of suck to be the coach of a program, you know, that hasn't been great, and you're trying to build that winning culture, and you want to build that. So, um, but I won't – me personally, I don't believe one day – I don't believe they'll be the top football team, but I know they will work harder to where they're not in the bottom half. You just want to be competitive. Be competitive, yeah. And that's like they got them. They got Tennessee. I was looking up like a prediction, and they got Tennessee finishing number two in the East. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen because you got Kentucky, Florida, and South Carolina. Okay, so who do y'all have in six in the East? Missouri, Missouri. Yeah, I think that's pretty standard. I think yeah. it's kind of a no-brainer. But going up to fifth is where it's kind of kind of get. I think our picks are going to get a little bit different here. So. Fifth for me, I'm going to say South Carolina. Okay. Reason um, being, they have Spencer Rattler coming in. They got MRA Stone Blanton. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, they've got a tu- they've got a tougher schedule. Um, I don't. I haven't even looked at their schedule yet. So I, they're so I don't they're know. starting off with Georgia State. That's probably a win. Then they play Arkansas in Fayetteville. They uh, play Georgia. Tough game. Tough game. Uh, they play Charlotte, South Carolina State, and then Kentucky, A&M, 
Missouri, Vandy, those are two wins. And then they got Florida and Tennessee. You know what? No, I'm changing that. Florida is going to be number five. Okay. I'm sorry. Florida, because uh, they're going to be rebuilding with their coach. And then I'm going to put South Carolina at four in the East. All right. What about you, Caleb? I mean, I almost want to say Tennessee is going to be number five. Okay. You're going to have to give me your reasons there. Um, So they're going to have, they're going to be at LSU. They're going to have Bama. They're going to have Kentucky, Georgia, uh, South Carolina. Um, an interesting game I could see them possibly losing would either be the Pittsburgh game or the Missouri game. That Those two would kind of be a toss-up because I know Pittsburgh is going to have to rebuild, you know, with Kenny Pickett being gone. But it will be interesting. Uh, for my four team, it's either going to be between South Carolina or Florida. Um I'll probably lean more towards South Carolina just because, like, even though Spencer Rattler is in this new system, like, he was at Oklahoma. Right. You know, like, got benched, taken over by freshman Heisman uh, watch list the preseason. It's like, you know, if you can't really do that well in the Big 12 where they play, like, no defense, like, the number one team and, like, yards allowed is, like, 435 or Mm -hmm. something ridiculous – you know, so it's like if you're having a h- tough time there, you're definitely going to have a tough time in the SEC when you got teams like Alabama, Georgia, uh, LSU, which LSU is going to be interesting, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about them when we get to the West and everything. Uh, Florida will be my uh, fourth. fourth team. Or third. Or I think it might be my third. Okay. Uh, I can't remember exactly. Well, you had Vandy, Missouri, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be my uh, fourth. Fourth, yeah. yeah. Uh, Florida with uh, – they already got Anthony Richardson there, who was the quarterback last year, and they got a lot of new guys coming in. Uh, a guy I know that went to my old high school, Shamar James. Hope he does good this year. But with Billy Nap- Napier, uh, I think he's going to build a good winning culture and just getting there so early and being able to establish his system into these guys – and everything. Um, okay. Now we got number three. Well, I have – I know that you're a little biased towards Florida and all, but I have just Florida going bit. fifth. Um, I just think new coach, they don't scare me at all. Richardson does not scare me at but quarterback. But they almost did beat Alabama though last year. Okay. They did put up a tough game. With I know the Swamp is a tough place to go and play, and – I, it's good for Florida. When Florida is good, it's a it's a good thing for college football. I will say that. But I just I think the four teams above them are going to have better years in Florida this year. Do I think Billy Napier is a top quality coach? I do, and I think they will get back there. But I don't think they're there quite this year. I think they're around seven and five, six and six. Yeah, which is a good year for a first year head coach, especially after. The snake absolutely tanked him last year. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean any 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 other given year with Billy Napier head coach at Florida, you know they could easily be second or third in the East. But yeah. this year, it's just a little bit more competitive. Right. A lot of these coaches have been in their programs for a long time, and they're they built their systems up, like Kentucky, for instance. Um, and Let's see. And Tennessee's been building up their program right. in the past few years. Yeah. And, you know, so it's just a little bit more competitive for a first-year head coach to come in. And, you know, I think he will do well. I just don't see it this year. Right. I agree. And my fourth team, I have South Carolina. Okay. I know that Spencer Radler is transferring to South Carolina this year, and that's yeah. the hype. Yeah. But he ain't done it in yeah. the SEC, yeah. has he? So you know, I'm, I'm. That's why I've got. I so think I had him at five. Yeah. I think right. I had. I think I had South Carolina at five. So yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Like, I, I love the vibe that they're having in South Carolina right yeah. now. Oh, they're yeah, recruiting no great. Yeah, but I think I think Rattler's gonna flop in the SEC this year. That's my hot take. Yeah, but. Going on to our third in the East, I have Kentucky. 
And okay. I know that may surprise a couple of y'all, but Will Levis is the most is the definition of a mediocre quarterback. He and the whole Kentucky team looked just bang average in Starkville last year. We ran, or I guess threw, because we don't run. We threw all over them last year on that defense. Yeah. And Will Levis couldn't do anything against arguably one of the worst secondaries in the SEC against us. Yeah. And so while I love their coach, I love their philosophy, I love their blue blood tenacity, I don't think that they're going to have the offensive weapons to win in the case that it becomes a shootout with another team. Okay. Um, I don't know if I've got Kentucky going. Between Kentucky and Tennessee, it's a close fight for second and third. Um, it could really go either way. It, I think, honestly, it's going to come down to them two when they play each other, who oh. comes out on top on that. Because I think they're going to end up with a, like one that, one record one win record difference. I see. I'm thinking Kentucky around eight and four, and Tennessee nine and three, yeah, or vice yeah, versa. Yeah, like as you said, yeah. I could see. Well, I'm gonna save that for you know a little bit coming up because I could see Tennessee winning eleven games this year. You see them upset in Georgia or hot take or. It's going to be a good game. Yeah. I think a couple of people's got a good chance to upset Georgia, if I'm being honest. Hey, you're looking at number one right here. Them oh, coming to start Vegas. State. Oh, I they know. They're in trouble. I saw a quote from one of the Georgia players saying that Auburn was the hardest place to play in the SEC because, you know, they play every year, Auburn, because they're rivals. Yeah. He ain't been to Davis Way, baby. That's 60, right. 60,000 cowbells. Hey, I'm just hoping – we do better than what we did the last time we played Georgia with Nick Fitzgerald whenever we played no, at no, Georgia. No, 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 we played them in the COVID year. When we had like 42 scholarship players and we went oh, to Georgia. Yeah. I yeah. remember that. We got, we got slapped up by them with Fitzgerald. That's right. No, it was embarrassing. We but we easily could have beat them that COVID year Yeah. because it came down to Georgia couldn't do anything, but they figured out they could do one thing. We didn't have – a worthy scholarship safety on the roster on that game. Yep. And so they just threw the threw ball up, up in the air. And I don't, what was the name of that receiver? I don't remember what his name was, but he came down with it every single time. And it was like, oh, third and 12 again for Georgia. Oh, that's a 45-yard gain. Yeah. yeah, and so. I think we I think we touched on that a little bit last week. Yeah, ugh. It still is like, we could have beat Georgia that year. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah, that – I think we have a good chance, and I also think Tennessee has a good chance. But, Caleb, what is your third overall in the East? Oh, I'm trying to remember who I said. I know I haven't said Georgia or Kentucky yet. You got Georgia, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Okay, I thought I put Tennessee at five. I couldn't remember. You did. Uh, oh, you did. did. So Then you should oh, still that's have Florida. Uh, Florida was going to be four. South Carolina, no. You have South Carolina going third is what is what you're telling me. I thought I had South you Carolina had, at four. No, you had Florida at four. I think Florida would do better than South Carolina. So Homer. let me put. Huh? <laughs> quit being biased. I'm not being biased. I mean, geez. Hey, I mean, can, honestly. You can give Rattler a good year. I mean, somebody's got to do it. You can be the. Guy. Yeah, you no, can, Are think, you on. Are no, you? literally, like I said, I think he's going to flop because he could not compete in the Big 12 this past year, and the Big 12 is known for having horrible defense. It You're is. having like 50-point games, right. yeah. and he could not – if you can't win in the Big 12, you ain't going to be able to win in the SEC because you – look, you had Lincoln Riley. He's running from the SEC. Preach, brother. And so, you know, they don't want to deal with the SEC football. Uh, yeah. So – you got South Carolina at four and Florida at three. Yeah. Okay. And uh, are we going to move to number yeah. two now? Yeah. yeah. So who do you got? You're, just finish it up. Number two, I think I'm going to have Kentucky. Okay. okay. I think they'll do pretty good. Just, just looking, smash mouth football. Yeah. Old just school, old style. Looking at their schedule. Play action passes and stuff. Um, The few games that Kentucky has, 
Uh, they got Louisville at the end of the season, which is always That's, a pretty decent game. It's a decent play. game, but they're not the program that they used to be either. Oh yeah, no doubt. It should. I mean, it should be a win for Kentucky. It should be, especially with how much they have coming back. Yeah, and like they're only hard games, really. Uh, Mississippi State, but that'll be an easy game. Uh, they'll have South Carolina for us. Yeah, for us it'll be okay, easy. I just game. want to clarify. They'll have Ole Miss. Ole Miss is going to be interesting with Jackson Dart. We'll get yeah. into that later. Uh, you mean Luke Altmyer? We don't know. Oh, uh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so then Georgia, that'll be interesting. That'll be at the end of the season uh, at Kentucky. So we shall see what happens. That's gonna with be that. a good game. That's oh, gonna yeah. be a great game. I think we should travel, boys. Yeah. Well, we're already going to a few. We yeah, that's true. We'll talk about that. Let we'll talk. We'll talk with you about that after the show. But uh, okay. Or we can we can talk about it in the show. Who cares? But I'm assuming so you, you have Georgia number one. So. Oh yeah, I th- I think Georgia will be number one, but I think they're gonna have at least maybe three or four losses, possibly three or four, possibly. So you have the winner of the East at nine and three. I mean, there's a good good chance. I'm I mean, gonna, I'm gonna put Georgia. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say my number. I'm gonna say because I didn't clarify, so I'm gonna say three for Tennessee. I'm gonna say Kentucky. Beats Tennessee and wins that game, and then okay. puts them at two, yeah. just with one more win than Tennessee. Um, so like nine and four, or nine and three, and then eight and four for Tennessee. Okay, and then I'm gonna have Georgia at ten and two. Okay, in the regular season, and with then, losses to who? See, I have Georgia obviously winning, Tennessee coming in second, but yeah. I have Georgia going eleven and one, either losing to Tennessee or Mississippi State. Yeah. So I because think, I think they're gonna lose. They don't play out. The, the reason year, so. why I don't think Kentucky will challenge them is because Kentucky is going to try and out Georgia, Georgia, yeah, and they don't have the athletes to do that. Yeah, I think Tennessee has a completely different style, kind of similar to Ole Miss in a way. Yeah, in which. They you don't have to have the best athletes on the field in order to win. Yeah. Now I'm I don't know I don't think Kentucky is going to beat Georgia, but I do think Kentucky is going to be slept on this year. Okay. They're going to be a lot of teams in the East, especially that just kind of overlook them. Yeah. And I expect them to do a lot in that margin of error. And so I'm going to put I'm going to put Georgia at ten and two. This is my hot take. Um, those two losses it will. It, I'm going to say Mississippi State and Tennessee. I say they lose them both. Okay. So, my three to four losses, Mississippi State, um, I could see the Florida game possibly just because it's a rival game. <laughs> you and Florida, man. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, that um, – I don't think Auburn – Auburn ain't going to do anything. But the third loss, I think Oregon. See, I, I I thought about that, but it's going to be a season opener in Atlanta, so it's basically a home game. Home game. It's a home game, but like you got to think, Bo Nix is going to be the quarterback at Auburn now. Oregon. For, mm-hmm, at Oregon. Yeah. And then uh, the former offensive coordinator, while he was at Auburn, his uh, whenever Gus Malzahn was there, is the coach or no? I think it's Georgia defensive coordinator. Is the coach I there? Know. I can't remember. I think it's a Georgia coach. To be honest with you, I don't follow Pac-12 football I, or I don't anything either. in general. So, But I want to say it's Georgia's defensive uh, coordinator from last year. Um, so if you look at that, it's like this guy knows how to beat Georgia. And so if he can execute correctly, I think they got a chance to upset. So you have Oregon, Florida, and Mississippi State. Yes. Okay. That's a that's a bold take. I think you're smoking a little bit, but yeah. you're entitled to your own predictions. That's why we're here. So and I'm I'm here for the Caleb content. So Wilson, what you got for your second and your first pick? Oh, it was Tennessee and Georgia. All right. What do you have Georgia going? Eleven and one. Eleven and one. Yeah. They're Are gonna be eleven and one, lost to either Tennessee or Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Yep. Okay. All right. So you want to move over to yeah. the West? Let's move over to the West. I think you know, we don't have a do we have a clear bottom team in the West this year? Y'all think? Uh, Auburn, I would say. Yeah, that's who I that's who I was going to go with. I just think that their coaching is crap, <laughs> to put it nicely. 
Yeah. And they have a Texas A&M reject at quarterback. And they yeah. they have a great great game day, but they don't have a good product on the field. Yeah. So yeah, well, Auburn they, is Auburn will be last this year. Yeah, they just they got a lot of they've got a lot of work to do as a team. Well, their coach will be fired before Thanksgiving, but for sure, I th- I don't I don't see them the next two. Year I don't rotation. see and I don't see Auburn winning five games this year. I, yeah, I'd, it'll be five tops, maybe like yeah, five and what seven or something yeah. or four and eight. But right. yeah, they've got a rough season ahead. It's a hard season. What do you think, Caleb? What is your bottom team? Is it Auburn? I want to say Auburn as well because, you know, when you had their coach had all these allegations comes out with his assistant and everything, you had a lot of players leave uh, for me being from on the Gulf Coast uh, and going to high school in Mobile. There were some guys that were playing at Auburn and they left because they said it was just so toxic there and he was, like, treating them like dogs and everything. And so – you already have this trust gone with the coach, and so now he's trying to rebuild this trust with his team and trying to show. Then you had, like we said earlier, your starting quarterback gets arrested. And so it's like there's definitely – it's not a Nick Saban culture, you know, to where it's like your your players know what to do. Like there was one time I saw on Instagram – one of the squads had won something and they got cake and the guy was trying to give it to the loser and Nick Saban said, uh uh-uh, uh, he didn't earn that. You keep your cake. And so Yeah. They just don't get that mentality and culture there. Right. So from here on out, it's anybody's ball game. It's tough. It's and nice. I'm glad that I'm not going first on this one because I need some time to think about it. So Well, I've got my number so six. So. Mason, tell us your number six. LSU. LSU? Yeah. So they've got a lot of hype behind them right now. They're doing pretty well in recruiting. But yeah. because they new dance, coach coming yeah, in, coach. the Notre Dame yeah. coach. Yes. But I think it's going to be a very similar situation to us last year, for instance, before we lost all our players, where um, we had a lot of hype of the air raid offense coming in and a new coach. Um, and we had a we had a couple good recruits. We didn't have nearly the caliber LSU had, but I think it's going to take them time to figure out that new system that um, they want to run. Yeah. And because of that, I think they're going to, they're going to be a lot of close games this year, uh, especially from this like six to about three spot. Yeah. Two or three spot. Like the middle of the pack is going to be anybody's ball game. And I think LSU is just going to, lose just a little bit on a couple of key games to pull them down to that sixth spot. Okay. I agree with uh, LSU being the second worst team in the SEC West. Um, And I'll be honest, I don't think Brian Kelly is going to last that long in Death Valley. Wow. It's a hot take. I I really don't think, because, I mean, like, even though he was at Notre Dame and didn't have the recruits, but, like, every time he played – an SEC team, he didn't do well. An ACC team, he didn't do well, like against uh, yeah. Clemson. And, like, you know, he's dancing with recruits, trying to, like, get them to come in. It's just I don't think he's going to be that good of a coach because if you look at Notre Dame, they weren't in any division at all. And so it's like it'll be interesting to see what happens. So here's my thought on Brian Kelly is – He's a good coach, but he does not fit LSU. Like, if you said, give me a coach for LSU, it would not be Brian Kelly. Who do you think the coach should be at LSU right now? Someone with some pizzazz and a little swagger in him, not Brian Kelly. I could see Lane Kiffin in a few years. I think Lane Kiffin should have gone there. I really – I could see that going. I could see him doing – legit things like I know he's like oh I'll miss and all that stuff but I think he could get serious with LSU I could see that because you know that could just be him Ole Miss is like oh this you know I'm all about Ole Miss it's like no you're not you're just trying to do good so you can get to a bigger program and make more money well no one wants to be stuck at a small program like that so oh yeah 
So when does his contract end exactly? Brian Kelly? No, Lane Kiffin. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Did he? Did he sign an extension this year? Or I don't. I don't think. I don't know. I couldn't say. Okay, just wondering because you know, in a year, in a at least a year or two, you know, who that might be a plausible. I haven't option. seen that in any headlines, but yeah. Yeah, I'm not on the on this message boards. Okay, on a daily basis, so I'm not I, sure. I want to say he signed one last year, but yeah. I can't say that for a fact. Right. I'm also going to have LSU as my sixth place team. Okay. Part of that is because we will be going to Baton Rouge this year, and I want to see us do well against them. So I'm kind of yeah. hoping to speak that into existence a little bit. Yeah. But Upset in Death yeah, Valley. I think they're going to be a good team. I think yeah. they're going to be very well coached. I just don't think they're going to have enough – to be ahead of these other teams in the league for this year. Yeah. All right. So moving on, let's do let's do four and five together. Okay. Am I starting it off? Yeah. Go ahead. Let's just keep doing the same thing. All right. Um. This is a little more interesting. Um. I'm d- there are a lot of options here. I th- let me look at the schedule real quick. Okay, so I'll go then. Yeah, you go Because I have my mind made up. Okay, I don't. I'm going to go with, in fifth, Ole Miss. Okay. Why why do you say that? Let me. Just because very rarely does it work out good for a team who doesn't know who their quarterback is going to be going into a season. Okay, yeah. And... They have a lot of other returning pieces coming back, but the quarterback is what is going to win or lose you games in a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Jackson Dart will even start. Okay. And I I know it's a little bit unfair of me to judge Luke Altmeyer on the bowl game performance, but yeah. he is no Matt Corral. Yeah. And Matt Corral carried that team to the ten wins they had last year. I was gonna say did he you won see the statements he came out with. Right, yeah, I saw those. But he he single handedly won Ole Miss two or three games last year by himself, and he really did to us as well. Like he was the difference maker on the field in the Egg Bowl. Oh yeah. So if you're not if Ole Miss doesn't have that player and they lose two or three of those games, that puts them at seven and five. Yeah. Which is right around where I think they will be, yeah, because they don't have that superstar quarterback. Okay, I can agree, I can agree with that. Um, looking at their schedule, though, they have a lot of time to figure out. They have they the have first a, four or five games are yeah, cakewalks, so, yeah, but so they, they have a gauntlet at the end of the season. So they go through and they play Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa. And then their first SEC opponent is in week, what is that, five, week Kentucky? Five. Yes. And then they play Vanderbilt? So, you know, their first half of this season, there is no reason that they shouldn't go 5-1, and one, at least. Yes. Or 6-0. and oh. Yeah. So, can you imagine this? I'm just, I'm looking forward to this. All the Ole Miss fans being like, we believe 6-0. and oh. <laughs> Yeah. And they might not win another game the rest of the year. Well, see, that's where it gets dicey. Um, hold on, let me find them again. So then you go to after that, you've got Auburn at home. I think they take that game. Okay, those are seven. All right. So then you've got LSU and Baton Rouge. This is going to be one of the games I think for LSU that is going to keep them. It's going to be one of those defining moments for their year. Well, I think they have their. It's going to. They be get a, them late enough in the year. Yeah, that I think LSU will be more competitive yeah. than let's say when around the time that they play us, they play us yeah. in the third week. Yeah, so that's going to be a need to win for LSU, in my opinion. Yeah, um, and then they play A and M at College Station, so I'm not Good giving luck. them that. Yeah, they get a week break, they come back home, play Alabama, mm-hmm. also an L. Uh, then they go to Arkansas and play Fayetteville. I mean, play that's Arkansas in Fayetteville. Fayetteville. And that's not an easy game. I that's think Arkansas is going to be a big – Sam Pittman's doing really good things up there. I think they're going to be a very big competitor And they got the same year. quarterback KJ Jefferson. Too. Yeah. KJ. 
Yeah, shout out to him, North Panola, right yeah, up the road. That's from true. Me. Um, and how, then how he went out of state, and he he wasn't really recruited out of high school, which blows kind of it's kind of like a was, Dak situation yeah, where he's not really recruited out of high school, and then you know he's the he played starting little. in the S in the SEC, and he put Arkansas on the map somewhat kind of like how Dak did with Mississippi State. He took them to that next level with Arkansas. Yeah. KJ did. Well, kind of going off that, um, I think Arkansas will finish second in the West this year. Yeah. I, I can see that. That's probably where I'm going to have them picked by the time we get up there. I have Arkansas winning 10 games. Okay. All right. I have. I think I think I have them in like nine and three. So let me just go through my order, all just right. all the way through. All Bama right. twelve and zero. Yep. Um. No. No surprises there. Let's go. I have Arkansas two. Yeah. I have Mississippi State three going nine and three. Okay. I have A and M four going eight and four because that's just what they do. Yeah. And then you know my five six seven is what did I say is uh, Ole, Ole Miss, Miss LSU Auburn. Yeah. Yep. So I have Mississippi State at third with a nine and three record. Okay, I think I'm gonna vary a little bit from the general consensus we're probably gonna have. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Ole Miss at five. Okay. I'm gonna put Mississippi State at four. Okay. And then I'm gonna put A and M at three. And then Arkansas at two and Alabama at one. Okay. So. You have do you have A and M winning more than eight games? No, I think they're gonna be eight and four. So we're either gonna tie that or be seven and five. So you think that we're gonna be either eight and four with losing to A and M or well less than that? Yeah, so I think Or do you have a seven and five tie with Ole Miss with the win in the egg bowl? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Tied with Ole Miss winning the Egg Bowl seven and five. I just think we got more about us this year than seven and five. I I totally agree, and we have a really good chance to do a lot of good things. But we have one of the hardest schedules in the nation. We have the hardest schedule. I think we're behind Auburn. I think it's, Auburn. Had I the, think we're number one. Did they change it? It's. I think so. Anyways, there is a lot that has to happen. And there are a lot. There's not a lot of room for error for us to be third in the West. Well, that's the thing is, Mississippi State has four should be wins. Yeah, and everything after that is a dogfight. Yep. And it's just. And I'm just saying we're going to go fifty fifty on that, on that, and put us about seven and five, give or take, or eight. You know, we could be tied think, with A&M. So. Just talking about Mississippi State for a second, and then we'll get to Kale's predictions. I think that we're gonna go. I think our baseline should be eight and four, with our peak or highest expectation nine and three, and our floor yeah. seven and five. Yeah, that's around where I think we're gonna be this yeah. year. All right, Caleb, give us your wise predictions for the West. Yes, wise words with Caleb. Um, again. Old Miss at five. Uh, you know, I could possibly see them get upset within those first four games, either by Troy or Georgia Tech, possibly. Yeah. I, I, it, I, it get, I get where you're Georgia saying Georgia Tech. It wouldn't be Troy. I mean, Troy did upset LSU, but LSU was having a down year, but still. It wouldn't be It wouldn't be Troy. Um, so that's my five. Uh, number four. I'm going to go with A&M. Um, you know, I could see them losing the Miami game possibly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think there's no doubt about it. That's going to be a that's, that's not a pencil in win at all. Yeah, with uh, Mar- uh, former coach at Oregon, Mario Cristobal, who played at Miami. You know, yeah. he knows what to use about. He's cleaning up that culture. I think I think Miami could turn some heads this year. Um, Texas A&M. I'd see them losing the state game, a close fight with Alabama, but Alabama will pull late. Pull Alabama away late in will the game. annihilate them this year. They will dog stomp them in the ground. Oh yeah. After, um, last, after year. last year and after all the the drama, the drama with, with 
the coaches and all oh, yeah. that. Saban's personal mission be, this year is to annihilate. It's going to be bad. Can I don't know if y'all have this, but can y'all pull up who Bama has before A and M? Yeah. So Bama has Arkansas. Yeah. I think they could get get got by Arkansas. I think they could. Yeah. Is it in Fayetteville? Or is yes, it? it's in Fayetteville. I could see yeah. that being a loss for them. Yeah. But if that is their loss, that will be it for the season. Oh yeah. So, I actually I think I think Alabama will be eleven and one this season. Well, like like you heard, last year was a rebuilding season. So yeah. this is the year thirteen and this two runner year. up in the national championship. I could see Alabama, the high twelve and zero, the middle eleven to one, the lowest ten and two. They won't go ten and two. Well, that's their floor. The yeah. floor. No, they'll be. I, I, I think I, their floor is eleven and one. Uh, yeah, yeah. If they lose two games in Tuscaloosa, they'll be fire saving signs outside, and they won't know what to do with themselves. They, I don't, I don't know. What the last time, well, you know, Alabama lost A two and games M's, in a season. A and M's going to be. A and M's going to be in the regular, the regular season. season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, one it's year against A&M. Auburn. One year when they lost to Auburn and. Uh, I think LSU is whenever Joe Burrow was there. I think that was the last time they lost two games in a regular season. So it doesn't a- happen often. So A and M is going to be in Tuscaloosa. So they're going to get curb stomped, in my opinion. That if they have two losses, that will have to be it, because Texas and Austin. That's no Texas. I don't think Texas so is anywhere near the level. If they have two losses and they lose, let's just say we're kind of saying if everything goes right. Yeah, Arkansas gets them. Yeah, and Arkansas goes ten and two. Yeah, that means Arkansas is the winner of the West and would go against Georgia. Georgia, in and the, they play in the regular season, I believe. No, they no, do they not. Don't. They don't. So that'd be that'd be an interesting matchup right there. Yeah. So, I don't know if y'all have any other thoughts about the West or just the SEC as a whole. And like I said, we'll we'll break down Mississippi State in detail, you know, coming up towards the first game against Memphis. But just any other thoughts on the SEC? Out of the whole SEC, who is y'all sleeper pick? Tennessee. You think it's going to be Tennessee? Yeah. Mm. And the dogs, of course, on the other oh, side. Yeah, the I'm going to say Arkansas in the West. Yeah, I, mine would be Arkansas in the West and, and in the, Tennessee in the East. In the East, I'm gonna go with Kentucky. I'm gonna go with Kentucky. Okay, I th- I don't know why why you're so high on Kentucky. I'm not. All right, I think they're gonna win one big game this year, and whether or not that's Tennessee, I don't know. But you know, I think there's gonna be one win that really sets their season. Whether yeah. or not that's Tennessee. I mean, it could be Georgia, but I really doubt it. But um, look, I'm just gonna have to side with my man Steve here, yeah. Steve Robertson. Yeah, Kentucky is not gonna win more than nine games this year. I think this. I think this season for them will be very similar to. Uh, I don't remember the season they had. This season they had like two, three years ago when they're um, when they went nine and three and their running back was like a first round pick. What was his name? I don't know. They came in like curb stomped us. Well, that was back when we had uh, Cross Eyed Joe, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean we didn't have a team. Yeah, but oh yeah, I think their I think their season is going to be very reminiscent of that, like a nine and three somewhere in there. Yeah, I could I could see that. That's yeah. kind of what I'm expecting. And I do think they'll win a big game, but I don't see them challenging for the East, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just, they're going to be my sleeper pick for the East. Okay. For the West, I'm going to say state. You know, I know we talked about Arkansas, but it's like Arkansas, like, had like what, nine, 10 wins last year? It was, I don't, I don't remember exactly. I can't remember exactly. Um, then, no, I think they were at, Eight. I thought eight, it was eight, eight and four. Um, but, then for the East, I don't know. The East is a tough one. Okay. You know, it's either going to be 
I mean, Spencer Rattler could prove us wrong, possibly with South Carolina. Yeah, and I hope he does because that would be very entertaining to have finally a decent South Carolina in the league. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, the East needs some good football because it's – other than Georgia, is really – when Florida gets back, you know the East is going to be competitive. Well, I mean, right. Tennessee, I'm, I'm excited for the East to have some teams that, pull their weight. Yeah. This has been the first time that Tennessee's been competitive since, you know, Manning was there. A long time, yeah. And so, um, looking looking at it, you know, there's a lot of room for improvement. Gamecocks, you know, this will be the first time they've been competitive in like seven years. Um and going back to what you asked, Caleb, Arkansas last year was actually nine and four. Only nine and four, okay. third in the. Did SEC. they win their bowl game? They went eight and four with the winning I bowl game. I think so. They were four and four in conference, and they were behind Ole Miss at ten and three, and then Alabama at thirteen and two. Um, okay, who was the four losses for Arkansas in conference? In conference, uh, let me look. Should have been us. Yeah, we. Could, yeah, we. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we um, bottled that game. Y'all keep talking on fire because there was one game they were supposed to win and they didn't win. I can't remember. I remember them. They beat the crap out of Texas A and M in that game, yeah. and everyone was like, "Like that was kind of their head turning moment." Oh, of yeah. like, "Oh my god, they're actually well, they really had legit. A, they had a very close game with Alabama. That's what it was. The forty-two to thirty-five, Alabama snuck one out." Yeah, um, Alabama had some sneaky wins last year. They beat year. LSU sixteen and thirteen, sixteen to thirteen. That um, was the one. That was also a game that they should have blown out. So they lost yeah. to Auburn, Ole Miss. That surprises me. That's the that's the one. The Auburn, Auburn. One. Georgia, because they played Georgia last yeah, year. That's okay. and then Alabama. Those that are, Georgia team was just good. Those other three were, I would say, expected. Straight, yeah, but yeah. the Auburn one. That's yeah. That's a shocker. And Mississippi State's going to have, I think, two of those this year. Yeah. Poss- at least one. There will Memphis. be at least one where we lose one that we're not supposed to, but we will win one that we're not supposed to either. Yeah. And so it'll balance out, I think. Yeah. As long as we don't lose right. the Memphis, I'm happy. Because yeah. we've been screwed over way too many I'm times. I'm excited. I'm really excited for that game. I'm looking forward to it. And I think it'll be the Dave- Davis way will be packed out. I think the Cowbells will be rocking. It's a night game. So I'm looking Bad forward boy. to it. We haven't had anything to cheer about for a long time this summer. It's been a long summer. Yeah. So I think I think all of the Hell State fans will be ready to cheer for something. Yeah, because I was supposed to be going on a beach trip that weekend for Labor Day. Uh, then something came up, and now I'm not going on that trip. Uh, anymore. So that'll be my first football game filming for the SEC network. Oh, wow. So, you know, that's going to be, it's going to, that's the worst part. I don't, I can't like choose sides. You know, I got to stay neutral. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's uh, going to be awesome. You're not neutral. I know, but it's just going to be cool. Like, first game in, it's Memphis. You know, we're all ready. We're pumped up. It's kind of like the yeah. NC State game last year after you had the whole deal with the College World Series and, Everyone being like, y'all didn't really win and all that mess. Yeah. Then we so. just curb stop them. That's right. So, all right. Well, dogs on demand crew. We're going to get out of here. We've kind of run long this episode, I know. But, you know, when you're breaking down the SEC, there's a lot to talk about. So, let us know on Instagram what y'all's predictions are going to be. I'm going to post a couple of polls out there on our Instagram story and kind of hear y'all's thoughts and see if – they align with ours. And I'm also interested to see, I'm going to put a poll up and see which of our three predictions y'all believe are the most correct. So with that being said, do either of y'all have any final thoughts? Uh, No, the only thing I got to say is, you know, just I'm excited for football season to roll around. We got some work to do and uh, I'm just excited to see what Mississippi State does this year as school starts back up. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to be back, you know, with everything going on. Uh, uncle of mine who actually went to Mississippi state, uh, just been having some health issues and everything. Uh, he's been fighting with liver cancers. So if y'all could, uh, just send your prayers up for him. For uh, sure. He's been a dog fighting, yeah. it, you know, for seven years. And so, um, 
it'd just be nice to him see Mississippi State do good this yeah, football season. Uh, sure. I'm glad for school to start back, you know, to be up here with all my friends and everything. Uh, you know, let's just it's going to be good to get back. Oh yeah, for sure. Well. With that being said, this has been Dogs on Demand, and we hope to see y'all in the next episode.